Yo, yo, welcome back to our Muscle and the Hustle podcast. Tony's out. Yeah, he's got sick of him. He's gone. Just kind of had to just... I would just give him the boot, to be honest. Um, told him to take a couple of weeks off. He was getting bored. We've got a special guest hosting this week. I'll let him introduce himself. That's Colin Smagan. Colin Smagan. It's so, uh, it's so uh, hard to introduce yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm <laughs> Sitting here, Mickey said that I had the wear a stringer vest and a speedo if I was going to jump on the podcast or best Tony and a headband, but he didn't wear <laughs> didn't, he didn't wear any of it, guys. Um, no, Tony's in Vegas with the boys. Well, boy, he's meant to be going with fifteen people. Looks like he went with two people. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't, take, it wouldn't take him for a big drinking weekend in Vegas, like it just wouldn't wouldn't the big big party scene for him. Like Vegas is wasting that man. Like I mean <laughs> Vegas <laughs> I don't know You know what It's just stuff goes through Tony Mac leave his head And he just has to get it out of his system I tell you one thing that It's not bait He'll be He'll do some eating out there He will Make a mockery of them All you can eat Money uh, Buffets d- Does he hit big feeds Or do you just eat a lot consistently Like I uh, will see the thing, the thing about Vegas is He's definitely going to go hours Without eating yeah, no, and then, he was sitting in the sitting in the nightclub with a Tupperware. <laughs> well, I've he's a hundred. I'm just waiting for the video of him either dr- going to the supercar thing or the gun range for oh, co- the, content. Content. Him shooting a machine gun. <laughs> waiting for it. Waiting for it. Oh, Has I'm to come. Tic- if I know I'm Tony well TikToks. enough, he's going to have a TikTok of him shooting a machine gun at the gun range. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens to the guys, the boys in the podcast, because they know he's uh, they're all waiting for it too. Um, but yeah, Conliff's on. Um, today's we're, well, we've got a good. Well, you know what? We've actually got really good questions this week. Makes a change. Yeah, Pete, he's actually up. He's actually up <laughs> up your game because normally the questions are shite, to be honest. Um, and mo- normally it's just like giving abuse or telling me to give Tony abuse. But Conliff's on, so. Today's topic loosely is the main topic is simple tips for being happier, and I think we we may have went off on this in a podcast before, but probably like everything else, we went on a tangent and started talking about fucking something completely random. But <laughs> the gist of it is, every no, I think anything you do in life, you just want to be a wee bit happier. Like is that is that, is that not what life's all about? Yeah, like even when I when I'm seeing that like tips to be happier, I'm like, who the fuck am I to talk about that? But like one thing that came into my head is like, well, think of the times where you like when you're happiest or you're most yeah. content, and like what's normally happening, what's normally going on when you're in that state. Not necessarily saying that you can plug that in everybody and everyone but exactly the same. Like, but there's there's going to be common themes. Like if there's things that a lot of people agree on, Jesus, I'm actually pretty pretty happy when when this sort of stuff sorted, then that's going to be of value. Like. Yeah, it's the the thing we probably should start in saying is not everybody's happy all the time. Like that's one of the big misconceptions in the world. I remember seeing a Jordan Peterson thing and saying that like happiness not shouldn't even necessarily be the goal. Like like being being happy all the time doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually going to be doing things of value or you're going to be content yeah. at the end of the day. Like what what makes you happy in the moment? might be 
mauling a massive fucking feed and yeah. doing that repeatedly but if you keep doing that uh, like, then, then you're, you're going to end up unhappy in another way and a lot of the time like the stuff that's almost like this then you get into that sort of delaying gratification that yeah all right well if you can if you can delay that little bit of happiness now you can be rewarded by a bigger bit down the line so like, yeah happiness it's quite it's almost a wee bit instantaneous when you think of like oh yeah. happiness it's like oh well i've got got this or i've got that uh, when when you take a step back it's like normally the stuff that has that sort of lasting feeling like contentment yeah. is came out of a result of doing something that you're like this is not making me happy right now. <laughs> yeah yeah i but i always think happiness is very interchangeable like things that made you happy last year don't make make you happy now or scenarios so, last year that made you sad like the grind made you so unhappy but you knew the end goal as you just said was to create better happiness you know the what what things for you like what just you you and your own personal experience what things have you found that are different now that make you happy now or don't make you happy now that maybe did or didn't a year two five years ago fuck i don't know i was just thinking that when i was saying that because i knew you were going to ask me this and put me on the spot um, the gym used to make me happy. Struggled, right. struggle now badly to be happy in the gym. But like, like I, I got it. Well, I know this comes when you know when people that go to the gym might might never get this. You might think I'm an absolute psychopath, but see when you get it dialed in, and like when it comes to the hard reps or the hard sessions, and you almost enjoy it more. Like it's you're sadistic, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I live for them almost. Then I was like, yep. We're here. We're in this dark, dark place that I can't even hardly move Mars. But I know, like at the at one point, I was doing things like if I if I cheated on a rep or did the exercise wrong, I was adding on extra reps at the end, and I live for that moment. But then also, I I, I put the fear of God into myself that I stopped cheating on reps, and yeah, no, I, I, and I, that brought me bang on. And then down the line, like a week after I'd done that for like three or four months, I was like, Jesus. This is working. Look at the changes I'm making in my body, changes I'm making in my mindset. I'm more determined. I'm not giving up. So that short-term pain and, and things I didn't like. But now when I go to the gym, it's just pure disdain. I'm training with John Neal at the minute in Dedicated Fitness, which I love training with John because I've known John for from DW days. And I love training with him. But also I fear anxiety. When I'm there, I'm, I'm now it's a, it's a real good laugh in his gym. But it's not the same. It doesn't bring me the same because I'm not. I'm not in that zone yet. But I know I will get in that zone. It's just yeah, you just have to do that's it. It's interesting because I I think I I was you were talking about that like so almost sadistic thing. I have that. The thing I fucking hate more than anything is like conditioning. See, like, even like football training, like yeah. runs this time of year. It's fucking yeah. like we were out there Tuesday night training. We woke like it was on the verge of snow. Just cold frosty yeah. icy night and you're starting off the session and like maybe i think we were warming up on the training pitch because there was some there was an all team on the normal pitch so there was like next to no fucking light yeah. and you're starting off the training with ball busting runs and like multiple sets of boston runs and you're like in the moment you're like this is fucking awful but as you say like when you're like thinking about it, when someone says, "Oh, we've got runs to do," and you're like, "Oh, sheer anxiety of oh. fuck, I have the, I have these to do." Yeah, and then you get the first one, you're like, "That's right, that's bad enough." And you like the more it goes on, 
it's awful, but you're taking this sort of twisted, sadistic pleasure in the fact that you're right on the edge. And then yep. when you get it done, and I think we're, I was having a conversation with one of the, like we trained pretty late just because of the way the pitch schedule worked and we were chatting with one of the players before. And the two of us were like, it's fucking eight o'clock, like Champions League's on. Uh, like we're like, it's freezing here. It's blowing a rip. We're on a fuck. Like you had every possible excuse and you were going into training nearly being like, oh, fuck this here. Yeah. And by the end of it, like I was like chatting the next day and I, and I was like, how'd you get on? He's like, I actually really fucking enjoyed that. Uh, I, like, I did too. Yeah. I actually, I hated it going in, but by the time I left, I was like, fuck, I felt far better for, for having done that awfulness. Yeah. And then three months down the line when your condition's through the roof and like they always say whatever you put yourself through in training like a match will never compete with that the match is the easy part like i remember yeah. the cuckoo boys always said that like they 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 trained that hard at the match was the match was the reward yeah as, as an older people are training so hard to just be able to compete in the match they're training to give themselves so they can go out and play like it's just like here's a reward at the end of the week I, i've seen that before and i know I've, like the Fala Connor O'Neill that I live with in university, he played across and I think like yeah. he would have been sort of right, probably fringe player, right, getting on when they were winning all Ireland's. Like that's maybe I think he's maybe two all Ireland medals, like in the most honest human body doesn't yeah. play fucking football. I was anymore. on the podcast before. No, like and he's he was talking about their training and he said actually Joe Brawley came to to watch it and wrote an article about it, but he was talking about their training and he, like we were living he came up out of the road and we were living in Belfast together after and it was like uh, we started off with like fucking whatever it was eight 400 meter runs and then it was like in the pressure cooker tackling drills yeah. and then you were back in to 100 and it was by the end of it either they'd done something like fuck it there was something mental like 28 200 meter runs interspersed with tackling grids in between and it was just like that sounds fucking hell and he was like like when you do that I mean you've had that like built up that consistently when you're playing games against a fucking mid-armada team that's sitting in the middle of the table you're yeah. like this is a piece of piss like like and you always have that other gear I actually remember playing against cross and getting within like two points and it was almost like 10 minutes in they were like fuck these boys are two points behind us they were like 12 or something uh, and you were just like oh they just kind of were like oh fuck these boys are close here and just went up three gears yeah and no. you're like where the fuck this is the last 10 minutes everybody's busted how did you do that uh yeah but that's it's like it's it's you can a lot of the things like in life in general there is normally the dark moments followed by the goodness at the end it's like starting a business you know the first three four six months and then now people have financial freedom but at the start they were probably a one-man show or a one-lady show doing everything morning noon and night 20, well not 24 hours a day but 16 hours a day never stopping and now people are looking at him going oh sure he's never about his own business he just calls in you're like hey, but you didn't see the struggle at the start that way put through you didn't see the yeah. living breathing going back and living at home with his mum you know selling his car fucking closing other businesses to make sure this business went well um, working morning noon and night and now you're going oh, but she only calls in during lunchtime you know, and you're like, yeah. fucking sure he does, because now he's he's got it. Like he's <laughs> the happiness he's got now. Well, even though like he could be happy with the whole journey, but you no, know, it doesn't matter what anybody says. If you give the whole GRAV thing, nobody's happy working sixteen hours a day. No, you're you're not like in the moment. You're not. It's a fucking pain. It's pain. It's a grind. It's a grind. Like, and I don't know if you're if you're the same as this here, but like myself and Connor would talk about this. Maybe saying 
do you know when you when you're thinking about the shit that kind of makes you happy when you're kind of reminiscing yeah. it's never like a nice moment it's that jesus do you remember no when I was, do you remember that time like, when you all died yeah, <laughs> yeah like do you remember do you remember that awful thing or that awful like i i remember i always like talk about when we like when we were getting the gym set up and i had like a wee tiny sort of like almost hot of a gym i was like pt in the morning from six through to about half nine and we were converting uh, a unit into the gym yeah so i was working until about 10 in the morning going in and then basically like the building side of the gym until about five o'clock and then coaching from five to nine in the evening taking yeah. up the gym to start up the next day and i was doing that and i think it was like six weeks or so it was like 2017 or something like that 2016 and like january to the start of march that was my life for about fucking yeah for three months solid until the gym got opened yeah and now, now when i think i was like gee i was like running on fumes like Aye. you're looking now and going i don't know how you did that don't know how i did it but like when you think when you sort of reminisce and things that make you happy or it's that wee bit of oh do you know what that was awful and like even if you pull it back to like that like the things that i'm thinking now as more we're talking about like the things that have made me happiest yeah have all came around as a result of some form of in intense discomfort <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for yeah. a prolonged period, prolonged period of time yeah for or or like a short thing that was really shite yeah and the things that have been like seeking i don't know what it was like that sort of seeking challenge like for like for contentment yeah or like happiness down the line the more you can seek out challenges in the short term the more yeah. you're gonna fucking have that i don't know if that's something you think as well. yeah well it's kind of like some people it's like is it is it worth it you know if you're not putting in the effort, if the if the job's not hard enough, is the reward going to be worth it? Very very many times, something that's easy, the reward isn't that great. Something that's hard, the reward's always a lot better. You know, life, the reward if you, if you don't if you smash life or whatever, there's nothing better. Like there's nothing better when you're when you're when you've hit all your targets, you're flying, you've hit all your goals, you've set yourself, you're in a real good place. Life's really good. But then yeah, to do all to do all them things isn't easy, you know. It's hard. Yeah. It's you know it's hard to have real good contentment in your life, and it comes along and goes away, and it comes along and it goes away. But people have, I think, people have this kind of they're stuck at this kind of way of going. You know, you've got it on social media, woman, and you're like, "Fuck, his life's sussed. He's got a sussed." Like a lot of yeah. people would, a lot of people look at Tony and go, "Dubai, Vegas, Marbella." They're like he's got a sauce, and Tony makes it look like he doesn't do a lot. Now yeah, I'm going to say something nice. I'm going to say something nice about the fella here, I right? Going, so I was going to say, I mean, like, two of us are going to say the same. Right, so nice back there, like, so guys, guys get ready. Out. I'm going to let the cat no. out of the bag here, Tony. He, he actually works same. hard, like, but he, he makes it look like than a lot of people I know. Like, like he was telling me stories when you were in Marbella eating dinner, and then you were like, "Well, we go out to a club afterwards," and Tony was like, "No, I have to go and do two hours." And you, and yeah. you are like, but like, sure, do it in the morning. He's like, no, but I ha-, like it gets in his head, sort of like OCD. No, I have to do it now. And you're yeah, like, and you are like, I sweet. And then I remember he was saying that, like uh, your your girlfriend said to Hillary, is this normal? And she was like, oh yeah, like, that's just Tony. will just <laughs> yeah. Tony. will just get up and get up and leave like a dinner table and go all season a couple of hours. Yeah, like he, he, I have to say, I think that's he does well. It's almost a perception that. He, oh, he doesn't do a lot or, yeah. because maybe can you see him on it's, he's not he's not going on like at me I'm working he's very as much as vocal as he is on social media he's very rarely being like I, I look at me working here he yeah. very rarely documents no he doesn't working, and he only documents all the shit and all the, all the daft shit I, I'm gonna like, so, go I'm, I'm gonna take credit for that 
<laughs> because oh, yeah. I remember when me and Tony first met, um, when when Tony was training me, he was like, "Oh, what? So what? What do you get up to?" And I was telling him everything I get up to. And he goes, "You fuck you, you wouldn't know that." And I was like, "Yeah, I like to give the perception that I'm lazy and do nothing. Like I oh. love, I love giving that perception because then people take you for granted. And when somebody takes you for granted, that's when they least expect you to come out of nowhere. And I used to, I can't remember where, maybe been Will Smith back in the day said something about. The hard, the hardest worker. You rarely see them, and I was like, yeah. I want to be that guy. And then when I said that to Tony, and then all of a sudden, I know I'm taking credit for all that. I'm ta- actually I'm taking credit for Tony McAlevey in general. Once again, I've turned it around. I said I've I've said I've said the multiple people like he's fucking never. It comes up in conversation because we've we were in Dubai for probably a month and we were in Morbea for a month together. Yeah. It all, it all comes up like oh like people that because we're we're not in the same circles outside of knowing yeah. each other Aye. so people are like oh fuck like what about Tony and all and they're like he's fucking doing powerful well and like like what's he well, like what's he there I'm like he doesn't show it off he's the fucking hardest working cunt that I know Wild. in like in coaching I'm trying to say like I'm going to say coaching because that's the thing I'm like I, I don't know one other coach that, that puts in the amount of hours that he does and it's like there's an element of like if you have to do something to him, it's you have to put a fucking leash on him and be like, come out the fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. G- give yourself a break from it. For, but he is, he works his balls off. Now that's the last thing. We'll He's actually got better at, at calming himself down because like when I, when I first met Tony, probably around around the same time you were training with him at the start, I guess going back 20, 2018, is it? It's quite hard now with COVID years, 2018. He, uh, he would never took a day off. Like, like it was no, lo- I'm like, sure he's working full time in the fire service uh, and then doing his coaching and stuff like he's fucking and being a lifeguard and so I just still don't think that lifeguard <laughs> thing really existed to be honest like like no, for somebody who's a lifeguard I've never actually seen him in a swimming pool you know just work it out see, lads. see, him, see him in a speedo a lot but you never uh, see him swimming uh, I never see him I never seen him swimming never seen him doing a front crawl if you're <laughs> drowning in a beach and Tony McAlevey's your only point of, of saviour you're gone you're gone imagine uh, that wee barrel coming out to get you <laughs> Screaming no, at you, boy, screaming at you. He's that boy moving. <laughs> 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 White, a fucking albino wheel coming at you. And, I, you like, and, and then the, in the same regards, like, he's, like, we totally even talk about happiness using him as the example. He's very fucking content yeah. at any time. And I think, like, if I'm thinking about the people that I'm like, are very content and that seem that, well, like, and the, you, you can take, take a lot from that, but they tend to be people that, have a clear idea of something like a compelling thing that they're moving towards or they're working towards yeah. like a compelling challenge that they're trying to break down and when you think of even you were talking earlier about setting goals and stuff and I, that's one one thing I really struggled with early on when I started coaching and when I started business was setting a goal and working my balls off and yeah. putting nearly all of my happiness into achieving that yeah. and then getting it and then almost instantaneously going oh fuck like more, deflated need more. Yeah. being like what's like that was so that was so brief I worked my balls off for what yeah. and the more that the more that you can sort of take a step back and be like alright I'm actually and like it's it's that thing like I talk to talk to clients about journaling and yeah. stuff like that and you're like journaling yeah it's very fucking airy furry like what it's you not do? but it works like, it's like it's like for me it's like a I, you can't remember reading something saying that people think that they think it's like you don't like you can't no. hold a string of thoughts no you can't way. remember what you thought 30 seconds ago yep. you can't hold a thread together in your head of what you think so how are you supposed to make connections with it so but if you write it down on a laptop or a page 
and you just literally write whatever you're thinking and yeah. follow that thread half a page in for like for after three or four minutes you can see all right that's kind of what like that's the thread but you kind of nearly talk yourself around to a conclusion at yeah. the end of it whereas if it's in your head you end up just going on the same loop of the same thought like same three thoughts going over and over and over again yeah. and i used to just journal sort of ad hoc and now in the morning i'll fucking make a cup of coffee and i'll sit and read for literally five minutes not even that long and before i start work i'll just open up a fucking book and just, like i sort of say it's journaling it's not it's it is but it's not i literally just like will start up oh, lift the pen and just start writing whatever thought is in my yeah, head that's what I do. and just yeah. just try and follow that thought for a while and that gr- gratitude thing at the end i'll just say i oh, like listen like pick one thing and just can be a simple grateful for whatever it is and yeah it's that thing of all oh, right even if it's something shite or you're like you've fucking got a big brown ladder from the hmrc or something <laughs> oh, yeah, on a certain yeah. morning yeah. and you're about you know you're going to be in for it that day and it's going oh, to be a grind start <clears throat> starting the day by clearing your head and being grateful for one thing like whatever it is if you're fucking glad to see the wee ones or you're like your missus done something particularly nice for you or they're just they're just do they're just generally being someone that you're you're glad is about or even if it's just that you know what it's actually a nice day it's a fucking fresh day it was uh, rain yesterday yeah i found that so fucking useful in terms yeah. of just daily keeping myself pretty content as opposed to just waking up diving into fucking work and getting to the end of the day being like where the fuck did that day go? Ah, uh, yeah. Or even I always find to the actual the job of writing it down rather than the laptop always makes it kind of drive it home more. You know that you've went to the baller of, of physically you getting out a pen, writing it down rather than writing it on your phone. Because I used to use a journaling app, and I found I just found it there was never the connection. The same way as if you actually physically take out a journal, a book, and write it down. Sort of the same way as studying when you write down like notes when you're studying you remember yeah. it more because you went to the point of writing it down the kind of putting it in your brain and then physically putting it on a piece of paper rather there's than just something about that there's something about connecting you i remember reading it and it was like when you're trying to connect your thoughts and the, the process of writing connects whatever side of your brain the thought comes from yeah it connects it to the other side of your brain when you have to then physically write it yeah. as opposed to, to type it so whatever way it, whatever amount of your sort of brain power use or whatever way the pathways work for you to write it down yeah it's just a little bit more substantial or concrete in your head if you can write it down as opposed to typing it and yeah. i know like my most of my fucking journal is on the laptop yeah but and that's only in the last maybe three months that i've started writing it in a book because i got a nice wee nice wee looking like, fancy black notebook that i like to sit in cafes with and talk like uh, Horton. <clears throat> uh, but, but since i've done that i would completely agree when you're asked something about writing it down just tends to be that wee bit better like yeah and i think uh, going back to the you know simple tips to being happier i think the start of your day is so important like it's people Massive. don't see if you start like i say you remember like when you went to school and you you woke up half an hour late and everything that morning was rushed and then by the time you got to school that morning the whole thing was the whole thing was fucked like oh. the day was good like i think you can't get saddled and you feel like you're behind but you're not behind because you're still on time for school you may be two minutes late but you're like oh like i didn't get to go through my my, my routine i didn't I, like i'm starving my hair's not even done i'm just everything's creased and you're just like ah oh, today's rubbish or or the when you're working and you're late it feels like you've missed everything that's bang on i think anyone's listened to fucking any podcast I've ever been on it'd be like this cunt knows about three things and it's like morning routine is one of the ones that i talk about all yeah. the time and, and, because i'm such a fucking advocate for it because yeah. 
I think it was maybe the first lockdown was when it, it really like I would have done it before in different ways, but the first lockdown it cemented it for me. Yeah. The way I sort of think about it is the first half hour is literally the normally the only half hour that you have complete control of for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like the rest of the day, you're kind of at the whim of whatever other shit happens to you. Like yeah. you'll start a task, you'll get carried away by that. Somebody will message, you'll do something, you'll talk to somebody, you'll be on nearly someone else's time for the rest of the day. Don't lie. And like that, what you said about waking up late, like those days where you wake up late, that's like, that's peak stress. Like when you're rushing and you're like, you're behind yourself. Whereas the mornings where you wake up and you do something for you, like, and people are like, oh fuck, well I don't want to meditate and walk barefoot outside and get a nice bath outside and fucking chant and grinding and like, don't you don't have to do what people say is like a real I mean, the perfect morning routine. pick something that you're like do you know what i actually really like that that makes me feel good it's like right like me and you fucking coffee nerds Aye. like two, two of us like i don't know i haven't seen your latte art in the last while like, no i don't uh, i don't I, i'm uh, black in the no, house no milk black, black in the, in the house. house there you go uh like i'll make a nice coffee sit down read a book for fucking like when i say I read a book people are like oh you read all the time i'm like it must be five pages or four pages. Yeah. It's fuck all. Like it's yeah. not. It's just the act of sitting down while I drink my coffee. Waking up your brain. Just sitting in the instead of sitting in the office, sitting in the living room with a book. With yeah. a cup, and then when I'm done that, right for a bit, and then I start. The then it's like that routine takes twenty minutes. I can imagine you like, marching about the garden, getting getting grounded and earth, giving a big <sighs> re- chanting away. No, not even Nazi shit everywhere. So I'm sorry, <laughs> me walking barefoot. Chant, chanting away around the garden, neighbors looking out. Oh, that, that boy's fucking mad, nutcase. It's six in the morning. Mad, mad to build a sauna. I, I, and that's the odd misconception. People are like, oh, you must be up early and all starting that. And like, I think I, I talked to a couple of pages, people that were in person coaches, Aye. and then they stopped in person. They went online. I'm like, what? Time? I always ask, what time do you get up at? And they're like, oh fuck, like maybe half half seven, maybe eight or after eight. I'm like, yeah, like. When you coach for a long time, you're getting uh, up at like five, half five. You bottle yourself for mornings. I like. I remember, and I had the same sort of thing where, like, probably when I was like when we were in the gym was it last year, and a coach said to like one of our coaches said to me like, you know, do the morning sessions. I was like, ah, oh, you're right. I don't. I've done them for fucking three years, five days a week. Uh, like, I don't do them now. I'm I fucking sicking myself of uh, them. Like I don't do them now. That's why I have employees, and that's why they're doing because I absolutely like that detracts so much from my day. Yeah, because I've done them so long and now I'm like get out of bed half seven I'm now down to half seven and consistently which is the earliest in the last year and a half because I'm not like I'm not a morning person but yeah. that little I'm gonna I, th- I think you say out there but like nice view garden want to build a sauna this summer like that's the that's this summer building a sauna out the back chat to Ryan Quinn Ryan Quinn built a sauna did he? <laughs> he said that. What? no way no I did uh, I built a sauna in the house you should chat to him about it um, he's the only man I know has a sauna anyway. Um, see, see, there's a fellow, fellow friend of mine that uh, Dora that's is in uh, Focus Gyms out in Portadown. Yeah, he has he has one that he is fucking top of the line one. It's class, like. But I I've seen a couple of boys building them. I've seen a couple of different things, and I ain't getting into the, get, getting into the joinery here. Oh, I've seen that. Be, but it, but a DIY boy taking taking homers. Anybody looking about the paddling done? Yeah, you're, you're, you're looking at like TikTok. That's my Jason right. Joiner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's the project for the summer, I think. Just and then that will be. I'll use it about twice, and then it'll set. Oh, all right. What yeah, about so? What's the simple? Give it like give us one. Well, actually, we'll just do one simple tip for being. What is your number one tip? Do you think 
for being happier in general. Give yourself 20, 30 minutes in the morning just yeah. for doing things that make you feel good. Yeah. And like it can be journaling, it can be sitting down reading a cup of coffee, it can be both of them. So decide what you like. And that that's that's what yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. Mine's is kind of similar to when you said decide what you like. Mine's my number one tip is the people you surround yourself with will dedicate your hap- will dictate your happiness. And people just like me and Tony hark on about this all the time. Sometimes your your closest, nearest and dearest are detractors. And that's the, that's the hardest part. Sometimes you just have to limit you're the friends you love in your life slightly because they're not a good positive thing. Like they're everybody's got that person going, Oh, you work far too hard or why do you do this? Or oh you never come out with us. And people don't realise that that there can have a massive negative effect. If you're getting you know, if people are giving you shit because you're too dedicated to your job or or you're dedicated to just trying to be better and boys that are like getting ready for photo shoots and stuff um or boys that are training super hard and they've got people in their family going oh you're 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 obsessed with this shit you know that sort of stuff yeah. gets into people's heads so the, my number one rule is just surround yourself with like-minded people that you can learn and grow grow with because a lot of the time your friends are, are friends from when you were from normally about i think it's about 15 or 16 years old friends the rest yeah. of your life but you're a very different person when you're in your 30s or you're in your late 20s well, or even five six years later but they think you still should be friends with this person or these people and that's my that's my main tip was i keep my circle super small now whereas before i was always obsessed with having a massive circle like a massive circle you want to have the massive circle and now it's like fuck how do i get rid of these people <laughs> and be nice about it because they're not yeah, bad people and i still love them dearly but we're just not on the same plane. That's interesting, like, and it's probably having people here aligned in terms of where they want to go. And I don't think there's anything. And I think I've had conversations with other people about this. There's nothing wrong with like you're not necessarily saying I'll oh, fucking cut them off. Then people aren't allowed yeah. to contact you anymore. It's no, just a, it's just just being self aware enough to know. Jesus, do you know what? When I spend a load of time with fucking friend X, yeah, I end up fucking being like not really as good with my work or not really as like clued in with, not really as fucking good with my family or whatever it is yeah. just no, noticing the correlation between spending time with, and then but and vice versa like when you spend time with someone even if there's someone that you've met relatively recently yeah you come away from conversations and you're like fuck and you're reevaluating your life yeah, and going like, jesus like there's people yeah. that are energy givers and people that are anti takers like and they're the oh, people yeah. that come away from and you're like like we we say this all the time when you're like with your podcast and it's a good chance to get ch- chatting to people like most of the time I don't think you and Tony go away from podcasts with each other going fuck that was so listening you go away going no there's been once or twice now there's been once or twice now (laughs) (laughs) a lot lady there's been once or twice it's like like the more yeah well like at least yeah well that's that's fair enough like but there's there's always that those people that the more time you spend with them you just end up coming around you're like fuck that's actually like I actually realise that those people are pretty good for me and then noticing and then just organising your time to be like right well I just need to, all I need to do is try and spend more time with those people and then maybe control the time that I spend around those yeah. people that are maybe taking or taxing. Or even way. give just giving your time to people that don't, you know, giving your time to people that don't deserve it or don't need it and then you're taking time away from things you need to do. But a lot of people, like we've talked about this before, is learning to say no is very important. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's one of the problems. That's one of my goals for this year. I know it didn't give away my goals, was learning to say no to more people because... I got to a point where I was helping every friend that asked for help 
which is a good thing in part, but not when it's four months later and you're still helping said friend, fucking X amount of hours a week, and you're like, Jesus Christ, here, I have my own stuff I need to be at. But I think that's uh, the good uh, morning routine was one of mine's now at the minute. It's a way to shot again because of DJing, but it's not as bad as it probably was years ago. But it, it's so important, even the simple fact of making your bed. People don't realize the military get them to make their beds for a reason. Like it's not because all the fucking they're the army. It's it's just standards, setting standards. You know, it's it's mad when you think about the things you would laugh at all, making sure their shirts are right, everything's right, uniform, the standards. You start off the morning at high standards, you'll end the night at high standards. Unless of course you're one of them sort of people that deteriorates during the day and just goes on a sleep, sweep <laughs> downhill, just real steep, steep dive. But normally, if you start the day off right, you end the day right. Yeah, perfect. Back Unless you choose not to. <laughs> of course. Yeah, well, look, that, that's it. If you you're intentional, we're fucking the same. Nah, fuck this here for. Oh, okay, so I'm going to the I pub. Think, I think I think they're they're pretty like that's pretty much. If someone had told me and I'd actually, do you want know somebody probably did tell me that six seven years ago, and I glanced at it and went, "All right, very good," and then went about my normal shape and morning routine. Oh. Uh, I'm not making my bed, and I'm only making. I'll be honest, like fucking if Sean ever listens to this year, she'll be like, hang on, I'm fucking. Minute. You're only making the bed the last six weeks. So, like I've literally I've never been a man for making the bed massive like I'll, I'll sort of throw it back because of what I got tired of for, for not doing it like. yeah. but now I'm like oh actually well, I've got into the swing of it like yeah. I'm anyone that'll live in know I'm not the tidiest man the yeah, I, well even if my room's a bomb site the bed will be made because that's that one bit of tranquility <laughs> in an absolute war zone around it but uh, we'll, we'll bring it down a notch we'll bring it down a notch we've got a couple of heavy hitter questions so we'll Last meal on death row. We'll just cut right on that. That's from a boy called Sean. But I forget your second name. I couldn't be bored looking again. Last meal on death row. Have you got one any time to think about this? I'm trying to think here. Right. Um, oh, I know mine. I right. Know mine. Starter, we need to start our main course and dessert now. Oh, fuck. Start our main course and dessert. I didn't know we're doing that. Well, or your starter there. can be a snack too. Or your dessert can be a snack. Oh, so you, you had to like... Starter... It's really fucking nice. We went to that place in San Francisco and got unbelievable wings, like, and right. it would be like really nice. Like, and there was salt and pepper, yeah, fucking buffalo. We spread, we top a spread of wings for a yeah. starter and buffalo around stressing. Oh, yeah, that's that would that's be a big, big fan. Mine would be the chili squid out of Wagamamas. Chili squid out of Wagamamas, Unreal. that's, that's my we, that's my starter. <laughs> that's my starter. That's my all. I could eat Wagamama. that morning, noon, night. Wagamamas never would feature in terms of my death, death row meal. Yep. If they want to sponsor the podcast, Wagamamas, <laughs> give me a shout. Right. Uh, starters, means, uh, there's a place we want to, um, we ever, anytime we've ever been to Florida, a steakhouse. Yeah. Charlie's Steakhouse. And yeah. I've never tasted anything like it in my life. Steak? Like, just just it was the nicest steak ever it's like wood pit fired steak and it's just so simple it was like a big t-bone that there with i think it was like cheesy bacon chump oh that would have to be absolute, absolutely unbelievable probably a big yeah, slap of sour yet. cream and have it known americans uh, yeah like it was fucking uh, yeah it was probably like a guts of like a hundred dollars for the steak or whatever it was but it was like it was Anytime I, it's the gold standard to which any meal is now compared to. Yeah. Anytime I do anything, I, that was that's. See, the, the you're you're going for you're going for these mad meals, and I'm thinking of comfort. 
I know I'm dead. I know I'm dead in a couple of hours. I, I'm not going for, oh, I want to have that one more time. I'm going for what makes me feel as comfortable as possible before. No, I'm going for taste. Like, I'm going yeah, for a taste no, sensation. No, like, I need we comfort. For, I, we went to, like, a steak place in Dubai uh, for, like, New, it was, like, New Year's Day or something. And Sean brought us, she was like, oh, this place is class. Like, it's so good. Wagyu, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm always comparing to this fucking, uh, this place that we went to. And she was like, because she, she worked for him and she had, like, a fucking discard that got her discount. She's like, I get 40% discount. And I, and I was like, oh, what? So I was looking at the menu of all these steaks going, I'm never going to be able to try like a grade one Wagyu uh, in my life for this sort of a price. So like yeah. looking, I was like, right, I picked this steak. I was like, this is probably the nicest steak I'm ever going to eat in my life. Yeah. I got it and I had it. I was secretly a wee bit like, that's still not as nice yeah. as the one I got and thing, but it was really tasty. And then after the, like the, the waitress came down and Sean had to give the card. And she was like, oh no, that doesn't apply on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. Fucking <laughs> 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 blood drained from my face. I was looking, and like, are you for fucking real? Did I just spend fucking two hundred quid on a steak? Like, uh, are you actually for fucking? I'd bet you steak started tasting a lot worse. Oh, it was shit. And I, every time I was talking about it, I'm like, that fucking steak place. Like, I, I, like, uh, I had PTSD over it. It was the worst experience of my life. Like, it was like it was a, it was a nice steak, but like, yeah. it was not. Aye. It wasn't fucking half a half a month's mortgage of a steak, like. Yeah, that's when you think of it that oh. way, I I mine's would be the chili chicken from the Valley Hotel in Five Mile Town. <laughs> Swear to God. I ain't going pure <laughs> comfort. I ain't going pure comfort. I have to feel it's, nice before so the end. Chili chicken in Five Mile Town. It's a sweet hotel. chili chicken pita. Five mile town. Anybody, anybody that's listened to this podcast, there's bound to be someone who's well. There's, I, I'd say there's at least a hundred people out of the seven, eight hundred that's listening. You've had it before, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'd say Big Michael Trainers had had a Trainer, I'd say before. I'd say I Mixers had it at least. He's had that probably monthly for the last ten years. I reckon you leave the table in front of that man for a wee bit too long. I seen that man. I seen that man eating Vegas. Right. Me and Mixer right went to McGregor Mendez in Vegas, and I've seen that man do damage to the blooming onions, to the tax, Texas Steakhouse. There's no, he he should have been American. Oh yeah, and he should have been like an American football. Oh definitely, like the, linebacker. Like to, he's just a he's a side of of a human being. Wild, just, I've never he, like he be. He's either for anyone listening, it's, like, it's a, a fella, one of uh, Mickey's friends, it's a clan of mine. It, the cunt's fucking squatting like 195 kilos or something, just yeah. something like freakish. Uh, I've, never seen, I've never seen a fella lift the weights that he lifts before and put away the feeds that he puts away. Uh, it's like, what's he's on? Like 4,700 calories or something stupid like that. And I'm like, what about hunger? And he's like, I could do a wee bit more. Like, uh, he's <laughs> wild, man. He's wild. Anyone I've ever, taught, anyone I've ever fed big calories, he's like, Really getting tight with the food, and Mick's nearly like, Can I get more food? Like, oh, I'm, I'm a wee bit package in around fucking 320. Like, I could do it in the third dinner. He's wild, he's 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 a marvel in Vegas. He was a marvel to watch. Just it was oh, like you were you were you were looking at eating challenges and going, Can I make money off this man while we're here? You know, can I? Is there any of these for cash prizes? I can just bring him along like a like a sideshow and get him to do a bit of eating. So, I so that would be my oh. main course the chili chicken from the Valley Hotel, Five Mile Town. Dessert then? What about dessert? I'm I'm never a dessert. I'm man. an easy man with dessert. Really... I'm an easy man with dessert. 
go on ahead go you give me your sort of dessert then because i'm if it was the fine if it was the the final the the no the end goal uh, it just has to be some really good ice cream but really good mm. i've had that many really good ones like i've not don't get not this nuggetella bullshit that's people it's fucking I'm garbage not a fan. garbage I'm not a fan. it's the it's kind of like the it's the toppings that make it it's like a little, yeah i'm gonna add fucking up. jelly babies doritos the kitchen yeah. sink <laughs> and your firstborn <laughs> yeah. child on top of it and make sure you put some fudge sauce on it because i don't want to taste ice cream it's absolute well al, gel, al gelato's better no him talking about porridge he's all it's fucking stinking he was like have you ever had it with have a jar of Nutella and bag of Skittles on it that's lovely the <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing of porridge now everybody thinks oh, I have porridge every morning you're like hey but what are you putting on it well I put two Oreos crumbed and then I put a, a, a spoon of Biscoff and then just a small bit of a Kinder Bueno grated on it and you're like oh well uh, no you've uh, just yeah, you've just yeah. literally had a selection box uh, like who I'll say a second who, who eats porridge I can't remember the last time I talked to someone and like have porridge I'm like what do you have with? I mean, I, do do you have you ever met someone that eats porridge just plain, which is just gruel, like salt, like just salt on it. Own. You remember with salt on it, like ah, uh, it's not, it's not ways, it's not ways. But yeah, that would be mine. Um, and then I would have to, I would have to put on a wee bit of uh, an orchard feast to to put it down, to wash it down. I think we've lost Conliff here. Oh, he's back. You back? Hello. You back? I'm back again. Yeah, he's back. You, you keep free, well, you're um, myself, I so think uh, I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode. Somebody rang me there, so it, it cut off, kind of, which is weird. Um, so, yeah, next question. Um views on world war 3 incoming we get serious again oh jesus is it coming um, uh, i'm buying head on i have one worry i have one worry go right go. it's china get involved right and they're ready starting to edge in they've backed right. russia and that's now that to tell me shit's uh, gonna hit the farm i uh, like it's it's all fun and yeah, same video, some of the videos from fucking Ukraine and it's yeah, like, it's a tough watch. Like I think the thing that scares me is you're like, geez, this is kinda like and I, one thing I was noticing was do you know when you see like clips of war and it's yeah. like oh it's Syria or it's a Middle East country? Yeah. And for some reason that gives people like a level of detachment because oh, I don't know, it's like oh, it's, it's over there. It's Middle, it's Middle East, it's them over boys, there. Them boys. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's them boys, like whereas now you're kinda like and I don't know what, what it is. I don't know if it's like if it's a race thing, if people now are saying, Oh well, Oh, Jesus Christ, these are just Europeans. Like, I think it's because we're, I think it's because Ryanair. I blame Ryanair for that because they've done that many cheap flights to all them countries surrounding it, bordering it. Like we've been, everybody, most people have been to like Latvia and Riga and stuff, Czech Republic, you know, Bratislava. You've been into the Eastern Bloc now. Yeah. So you've, and you've got kind of this like, oh, they're not, they're a good crack. Like yeah, you know, before you were looking at them, people. when you grew up normal, you were looking at them going, oh, they're all psychopaths. Because yeah. you know the whole East Germany fucking shit, you were you were growing up going, oh, they're mental over there, and then you're like, fuck, I like Prague. No, well, now I will I will say Riga. Riga is the most dangerous city I've ever been in my life, but that's neither here nor there. But 
Yeah, well, just to make we're the today is Friday, so it kind of kicked off like two days ago. So by the time you listen, it's going to be Monday. So it might have fully fucking. You might be going to this and go, "What are they on about China? China has already launched a fucking nuclear holocaust." So there we go. These boys are a wee bit out of date here, but See, no, it's it's Friday. Peaks my anxiety like more than anything I know. Like I used to get fucking. I remember like when nine eleven happened. What's the what age was I? Seven, eight. Nine something and around that. You're more now. Well, 2001, 2001, I was eight, right? So, 2001, I was maybe eight or nine by the time 9 11 came around. But I remember being terrified that fucking missiles were going to strike or like World War Three was going to break out. Now, like, you're one day, like, do you remember when you watch an old Armageddon style film? Yeah, when you're that age and you don't really have the understanding or context to break down that. No, that's fucking like that's not reality. Yeah, I that used to peak my anxiety. Like I used to be shit scared most days that, that like shit was going to hit the fan. Yeah. So there's something about this whole talk of like World War Three and all. I'm like that shit terrifies me. Like absolutely yeah. terrifies me. And I don't know if it's just me. And everyone's like, oh no, it'll blow over. It'll be sweet. Or is it like a oh yeah, there's no this is fucking the proper like this is when people are, are reading history textbooks in forty years are like oh like that was right before the shit hit the fan. Oh, like that COVID thing. COVID was like the precursor to World War Three. You know, oh, that's the you know. But the only thing is different with this one. It is scary as fuck. This here could all play out on TikTok and Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. <laughs> like before, seen the videos on TikTok. See the Russian, the Russian soldiers. They're all in like accounts, and they're putting up like stories on Instagram. People are screenshotting oh. them and putting them onto like Twitter. You see them fucking rolling into cities, and you're like. How long, boy? Like this, this war can actually play out on Instagram stories in real time. In real time, it's not like it's it's hard to know. Like it's it's. I don't think World War Three is going to kick off, but there's definitely going to be a war kickoff. Could be like another Balkans, but it's still going to be going on in two and three years' time, probably. You know, it's not oh, going to yeah. be just like oh, we're going to steamroll. The way it is, the way I look at it is, if I was Vladimir Putin and I was and I was a warlord and it was dying to steamroll. And you wanted to go to Five Mile Town right, for so a sweet chili. You're taking Ukraine straight away. Then you're looking going, you know what? Not well fond of these Polish boys either because they, they've done a bit of fucking about steamroll Poland. Then you're up into Belarus. And he's already wanted Belarus for a long time. Well, he's friends of Belarus, but they'll take it anyway. And that's only the start of it. He's looking at Ukraine because they broke rules that he gave. Well, rules that he gave out that he had no right to give out. <laughs> they broke these imaginary rules. There's other countries around the side of them that broke these rules too, and he's gonna go. You know Aye. what? You're only the start of it. Aye, where, where does it end? Aye, where does where it end? That, and then if you have Ch- if China jumps in, poor Tony's not gonna get his Balenciagas anymore from Alibaba. <laughs> okay. I ordered two two fresh pairs of Jordans coming there. So they be st- <laughs> I'm hoping they get through she- three customs before it all kicks. But out. I don't think it's gonna be World War Three. But it uh, made me far off it. Made me far off it. Not before it's a it's that new the. I think it's the the thing that always freaks me about stuff like that is like the nuclear element where it's like uh, and most other fights were generally brought where ma- the majority was if I'm not wrong military yeah like it was like it's military versus military uh, and the likes of like civilian thing I seen a video today which is fucking harrowing like I'm not even gonna say it because you're just like that's like that shit as like you're just like that just breaks your heart to look yeah. at something like in Ukraine yeah and I, I, it was somebody said to me the day or Sean said to me I think and I was like fuck that's actually really hard to take like that's a that's a developed country yeah and that's like what they're reduced to now like that's mental that, and you sort of take another step and go 
like how many sort of things have to happen in order for then that to potentially happen to yeah. us and you're like oh fuck that's where it gets kind of scary like yeah yeah well did sure the germans did plan to come to ireland during the world war um so we have we say we have one more time for one more question so i'll let you decide the question um conspiracy theories you believe in how do you know if you're in love or when to leave full-time employment and start your own business not gonna so you have have three very different questions so you have how do you know how do you know when you're in love conspiracy theory conspiracy theories because i have no conspiracy theories that i'm like apart from the passport at the bottom of the twin powers i'm like i don't know what's that i'm not really a big not a big conspiracy man like don't really what's the what's the passport at the bottom of the twin powers Oh, one of, the, one of the planes? Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they identified the hijacker. Uh, that's a like bit mad, isn't it? didn't survive, but the, the passport was down there. You're like, hold on a minute, here. <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll knock that one out. So you have, how do you know if you're in love and when you should leave full-time employment and start your own business? Well, bang out both, Ola. Right, go. Right. Have you, uh, by the way, by the way, did you did anybody congratulate you and get engaged a couple of weeks ago? No. Not engaged, boy. So well, me and Tony announced it. We and Tony announced it on the podcast <laughs> that you got engaged, and people had to go over the next day uh, over to your Instagram I and congratulate did. you. <laughs> I, uh, I think we we got our fucking room upgraded for free and all because there was a boy still in our room. So they were like, "Oh, we're upgrading your room," and I like put the thing up and or Emma. Had sent me a, my sister had sent me a message being like my friends are asking me like is there a fucking is there a big announcement coming <laughs> thinking they not lost out for, for the fucking suite your hamstrings will never take dropping any you know I oh, here fucking an awful bad patella but I wouldn't do that like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right we'll start with the business one uh, how do you know fucking get off that topic for a bit of a sharpish uh, in case Sean has listened to this here uh, she gets any ideas so business ways I well like I think the one thing people sort of the one thing that I talk to people about this when anyone's talk, when anyone sort of asks me about it is mitigate your risk so like yeah. you want to be in a position that you can do the business on the side and like what we're talking about about fucking working 16 hours a day it's well worth doing that for six months to a year to build the business to a point where it's you're able to safely jump, jump, jump ship like, yeah. it's like you're on like when you're in full time employment really what you have is you have all, like as much security as you can get, so you're on a very stable footing. Your foundations are really, really stable. Yeah. Your trade-off for having that is that you're probably not going to be able to scale your income or scale your freedom. But and you trade off that. So your trade-off is I don't want as much freedom, and maybe you don't want the opportunity to earn more money, but I want the stability and security of knowing I have this job and more likely to have this job in three, six, twelve months, whatever it is. Yeah. A business normally. The possibility for earning more is like you have more possibility to earn more and you have more possibility to set up your day and your week how you want it with yeah. time but the trade-off of that is that you have less security because you're not at the whim of what your customers uh, like decide to do so you're batting on your own ability to market your service and sell your service and yeah. deliver a high quality service consistently so for me it's like how do you make that step as stable as possible so how do you make the business and put it like without you leaving full-time employment how do you make that stable enough that it, when you step across you feel confident with the level of risk that you're taking on yes yeah. like for me that's work your balls off for 
six to 12 months putting in extra time running the business on the side until you feel that the point is like it's ready and the, the easiest thing that like the most practical thing I can say to people is trying to decide on an amount of money revenue like monthly revenue that the business needs to be consistently turned over yeah. and once you're like once you're consistently turning that over ideally like three month average is that yeah. then you have that wee bit of security of okay I can live off £1,800 a month and the business is leaving me that much left after the end of the day yeah. now it's it's able for me to take a step across and then once you get across and you're in full time then it's a right work your balls off for 6 to 12 months here to get it up to the point where it's not just surviving it's actually operating to give you yeah. enough like that it's worth worth the risk like I think that's what a lot of people do as well is like they get into the business and it's it's probably just paying them enough that they have their freedom yeah but really what they've bought is a fucking a bit more freedom for exact same amount of money or exact and they're not yeah. really they're not really at a benefit to be running the business like yeah. it would have actually been better having 20 fucking eight days holidays and sick yeah. days yeah that's the thing people don't job. worry about is the holidays you don't get holidays if you're running your own business really Mm-mm. not for the while no. not for a start no and like even like we've chatted before about like well, we me and you have both chatted about like online coaching yeah. and like i i'll be honest i think there's i think there's a bubble in online coaching i think that yeah. people won't be doing it like in, in the amount of people doing it they're probably in it as well the amount of money in it and stuff like yeah in five years i can't see it being at this current stand but basically i don't know when it's going to happen but i can't see it being this way yeah uh, in five years and so that just to, to say it simply but and so my view of, of it is really I really love it as a job I love how my lifestyle is set up now yeah. and in the next while I'm more than happy to spend more time working uh, and to work because as a business as a like a, as a business model at the moment yeah. it works it works well Yeah. so for me I'm like nearly this next three years for me is about working my balls off and you're talking about holidays I'm going and it's probably the same thing as well I'm going skiing next Thursday uh, you were supposed to go but you bet start Uh <laughs> So I'm going ski. I'm going skiing next Thursday for six days, and then like a week later, the family have a rearranged for holiday. It was supposed to happen in New Year's, but we got COVID. So it's like like there's two holidays in March for six days yeah. a week. Both of those times, I'll be doing check-in, so I'll have yeah. basically two days in both blocks of holidays because people are paying for a service like people Aye, like service ESM. doesn't just stop because you're in holidays Sur- service doesn't stop now I'm sure there'll be a time this year where I'll be like yeah he's ready I'll delay like a Christmas week and maybe a week in July I'll be like yeah he's, there's no check-ins this week anyone that's like it needs urgent needs a hand like reach out but yeah. this is fucking March in the middle, like, the middle of March yeah. I'm gonna like whether it's getting up earlier than skiing or after a day of skiing coming home and doing a day's work after yeah. the work's gonna get fucking done like yeah. and that's that's the trade-off like yeah, no, hundred percent. That's it. It's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. You know, there's too many people now who who is going start their own business when they don't have that. Uh, they they don't have the income. They don't have the bank balance. They don't have the kind of catch net, and that's why the business is feeling pretty sharpish. And um, they're just not where they where they should be, um, financially before they start their business because they're starting to, um really push on with their idea but not really they don't really have the you know the the kind of backing to do it um because the thing you have to remember is you need the finances and you need the finances to keep you going because you are going to have bad months but the bills don't just stop because of bad months 
Um, and I think so many people start businesses now, really good businesses, but they jump ship far too quickly at the start to go full time at it. Um, and that's the big thing I think is you should always have that finances, the backbone, and the kind of like the the catch net before you jump into your your pro your, what is your side project that's going to become your main project full time. Um, like for see for the coffee at the moment, there's no way it could be my full time thing. And uh, just yeah. just there's no way it just it just can't be. Um, but it's never it was never created to be that. Because yeah. of the scalability of it. Scalability is great. You know, open your own coffee shop, yeah, then we're talking. But selling coffee, the scalability for it to be full time just isn't there. You would have to probably open your own roastery first and then go that way. And then you're talking hundred, two hundred grand worth of investment. And that's and just fucking you're like Jesus it's Christ. Probably, it's still a side thing. It's really? still like, a side still thing, like, unless you're go completely commercial. I would have to drop all the premiumness out of it and go, you know, mass produced. And that's yeah. not the reason I did this. The reason I did it is because it's a premium product. It's a product I love. Um, but yeah, like it's sometimes, sometimes a side hustle is just a side hustle, and it always will be a side hustle, and it will be a great addition, like a great, a, a good amount of money to add to your normal income. But it's never going to be your main hustle, and that's okay. You know, your your side oh, hustle yeah. doesn't have to be your know your main thing like there's a lot of people that's running really lucrative side hustles alongside a really lucrative career and that's okay oh, and people look at that and go always oh, you not doing that full-time you're like because he's getting the best of both worlds here yeah uh there's there's definitely something to be said for that there i think people people kind of idolize this ah uh, here we'll have to like we'll have to turn this into a full-time gig like this has yeah. to be my soul like and there's there's times where that's the best like that's the best option yeah well, there's oh dpd dpd man just knocked the window there <laughs> scared the, scared the light, right? <laughs> uh, like there is there is there's a lot of time where that's the right decision but there's a lot of time where like i i know teachers i coach a few teachers that they're they're very happy and they're very content being teachers yeah. but they're massively into training they're like I actually want to coach two mornings a week. Yeah, like I want, I want to, I want to do coaching. I want to do a bit of online coaching because I love training. I'm really passionate about it. Yeah, and for them, it's like, well, that's that makes a lot of sense because now you've got like they maybe can it works perfectly for them because they've got their summers, so they can even scale their side hustle during the summer. Yeah, and dial it back for for the year, and it gives them as opposed to just having this like one source of income, it gives you flexibility, and it means you're in a position like a lot of time when you're in a full-time role you're you're kind of at the whim of whatever they decide and kind of at the mercy of of that job whereas if you have a second revenue stream you've got options like if something changes with the business that you're in with your something changes with the business you've got your your salary if something changes with a full-time job you're like do you know what like fuck this i actually i'm gonna i'm content to start looking for something and let the side hustle support me yeah. for a wee while because it's 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 it'll support me and I can scale it a little bit yeah. until I get something else in full time. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People no. kind of idolize this idea of all oh, going full time, going on your own. As you say, like holidays and stuff, like you can say goodbye to them for the most part. Yeah, uh, you can say goodbye to them. even when you're on holidays. You're not you're you're always going to have to take calls, and um, you yeah. know your time isn't your own. The only thing is you're not. The only difference is you don't have a rota that someone else is dictating. You have your own rota, yeah. yeah, but there is people that will bite into your time. Like, I'm just, I've got three calls from three different clients that I deal with. 
that have are calling me now when I was doing a podcast and you're just like no yeah I'm going to have like one of them boys is a half an hour conversation about shite all but people don't realise that that all adds up and by the time you come to four o'clock you've spoke to everybody you've done your own thing but you're like your day wasn't yours and that's the thing people think if you if you you run your own thing your own side also all the days yours you can dictate they think oh he's went for a coffee here he's went for that there but you're always on the phone you're always contactable 24 hours a day you're you're dealing people you're you're just always on there's very little time when you're off and when you're off you have to make sure you're really off and you're on contactable because it can get to a slippy slope where it's 52 day 52 weeks a year 24 7 and people are like 2 a.m dropping you calls and going here lad we need this sorted we had a real bad night tonight in the club can you come down do a few gigs and you're like fuck me man it's quarter to three in the morning on a saturday night i'm trying to get to bed I think an early, probably one thing for anyone is that making that jump early in the business. I think there's part, like, you, you will be more likely to do that, to, like, to take those calls. Yeah. And part of it is you nearly need to be willing to early on. Because yeah, oh, you do. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to, you don't know if somebody's going to ring back. You don't know if you're going to get another call if you don't answer that. But then there then becomes this point where you're like, I need to become less contactable. I need to be able to yeah. separate myself. Like, for me, the simplest thing that I ever done was just get a business phone, a yeah. personal phone. And that's like the the simple thing of at five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever it is, just sat in the business phone aside yeah. in the office. Now I say that there'll be days where I'll come into the office and on the phone will light up and I'll go over and be like, oh fuck, what's up? But uh, it's that act of it's sa- separated. Whereas if I'm sitting on my normal phone in my hand all day and someone messages me or a client messages me yeah. and it's nine o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, even if I don't reply to them, I'm gonna be like, fuck, he messages me on WhatsApp. He's going to say I'm online. He's going to think I'm a rude cunt for not replying. When people will don't, they'll just message you and just be like, that's grand. They'll yeah. not expect a message back. Uh, but in your head, you'll be like, oh, no, I need to reply to him. He can say I'm online. Yeah. He can say I'm doing this here. Whereas all my clients know well business on the first phone. I tell everybody to start listening. Message me whenever you want. I'll be back to you within 24 hours. But like five o'clock every day, some days four, the phone goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you the next day, but I will get back to you. Yeah. But it's that thing of just setting up the boundaries. Like yeah. Actually, once. One thing you said about like holidays, my perception of holidays are now different. Yeah. Like, and it's actually fine. We went to, I, I really enjoyed going to Dubai for a month or Marbella for a month last year because it was it was feasible for us like to do it. I was working maybe four days a week yeah. and taking three days a week. And I was really getting up a bit earlier, doing a bit more work yeah. or working a little bit into that like weird place in the evening when we weren't doing stuff but like we were maybe getting up and going for a swim first thing in the morning grabbing a coffee doing a few hours work taking maybe two hours in the middle of the day to fucking go for an off swim or go for a dander or go for a big date yeah and then do it all a few hours and then do something in the evening yeah. and then take a little bit longer of a weekend and it's like for me if the important things were getting done the business if people were getting a good service and if everything was going the right direction then yeah. what the fuck does it matter uh, lifestyle balance yeah. on a monday to friday weekly yeah but that's just that's a, a fucking digression Right. Well, we hit this last question. We're sitting here at an hour and two minutes. Oh Jesus! Yeah, right. We've got enough time. Right. Go. No, we'll. we'll right. So right. How, how, so how do you know the journal of. Wait there a second. You... I'm waiting for the clock to tick. Right. So we'll give it. We'll give ninety seconds. Two minutes. Ooh. Right. Two minutes. Right. How, how do you, you know, know if you're in love? love? Have you ever been in love, Conlove? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say so. Balls drop there. Love. He's looking for I the love. DVD I man to knock a window again. <laughs> I, I love my mother. So. <laughs> um, so how do you? I think it is. 
I don't think there's an answer to this. Really. I think no. you, you I think we all think we know an answer to it, but I don't think there actually is an answer. When you know you know, and I know it's a cop out saying it. And it's maybe yeah. the biggest cop out in the world. I'm probably gonna get bait for saying this by somebody. But when you know you know, and it's just a it's hard to describe and it's just a feeling. And sometimes you think, you know, especially when you're young. Here. Oh, yeah. When you're young, you fall in love with every girl you see. <laughs> every girl you see when you're young. You fall in love and then you realise, oh that's not love, that's kinda of like just lust. Yeah, yeah. But so then there are some yeah, boys that this can carry on. That can carry on into their mid twenties for some fellas. They're still oh, got yeah, that absolutely. thing. Like everybody has that friend that falls in love every year. Like every year they've ever met off. Oh, fuck, lad, I love her. I love her. And you're like, do you? And he's like, ah, oh, lad, I love yeah. her. I love her. This is it. And then, and a week later, it's like, what about your dog? He goes, ah, oh, man, she's crazy. Can't have her. And then the next <laughs> yeah, year, but I, oh, but I really love this one. And then you're like, oh, the new one already. He goes, ah, oh, man, fucking soulmate, love her. Lover. I think every lad listening to this year is immediately like going around their friend group going fuck off. Absolutely. I know, I mean, everybody's picking and out or, the guy. Or, or, or Billy. Or uh, Billy's always like a. <laughs> uh, or there's someone in their football team they're going, Jesus, right? I know a couple of boys I got. But I, I, it is one of them things where just when you know, you know, and there's different. I always find it's a reflection. It, you can ref, it reflects on your date. Like going back to what makes you happier. It just makes life life's a wee bit easier, or something, oh, or life's yeah. a wee bit better. That that's it. Like I, for me, I always say give it as like remove. Like imagine doing a thought exercise where you remove them from your life, and like what way do you feel? Exactly. And, like if it fucking if you're like oh jeez, it's like I actually really I really don't want to do that. Like and it's a weird thing as well. Like probably with fellas where you're like ah oh, fuck ah here. Like even even the joking, like people sort of talk about. Uh, like they're joking, ah, fuck you, get the knee dirty, you're going to get in years. Uh, and they've been going with a girl for six years, and you're like, well, probably, like, at some stage, uh, if you're going with a girl, like, if you're sunk costs, that is like, if you're not getting engaged for at some stage, and you're going to, yeah, five or six years, fucking break up, or like, uh, like what, what are you doing? Like, if you're not actually going unless to, unless the two you just don't want to do it, and you have the conversation, I want to do it, but it's like, that's where it's going. But, Aye, but if she's, wait, if she's waiting on it, six years is starting uh, to get to that point where you're like, lad, you need to have a word to someone here. I know people going to yeah, 10 plus years like and they're not engaged and they're like but maybe the missus wants to get engaged uh, and the fella's like oh fuck I'm not and I'm like what are you doing like uh, why why what, what, why you well like why either get either go that way and be willing to go that way or get out like uh, or, or let them or let them be willing to go that way with someone else if, if, they, uh, if they're they mad to get get married so yeah and, and there's that thing as well with fellas where you're like oh, you don't really want to chat about it like uh, and be like oh you're a fucker, you're in love it's like well it's not fucking like you're, you're in love like if you're, if you're in love like what's the, like that's generally the goal of dating like generally you know, like, I 99.9% of the people who are dating are dating to be in love Aye. it's like well yeah well then that's that's it's very it's grand for you to say do you know what yeah I am and like I'm in love yeah but if you think of your I always think of Think the times where I maybe like realize that is times where I fucking imagine not being situations without it and imagine thinking back on the difference in sort of ease and you can compare. I think when you're in a relationship with someone that you're like, I am in love with them, and then you think back on other times where you maybe thought you were in love or you're exactly you're like, Oh my god, you're like, Fuck, this is so much easier than that. Like, this is like this person does so much, whereas some of the ones like I think everybody's been with someone, and you're like, This is fucking toxic. Like, when you look and you don't really realize at the time but when you look back you're like oh my god that was that yeah. was chaos like as brainwashed how did i not realize that oh Whereas exactly 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 when you're in a proper relationship you should be fucking better off for it. like you should be more content 
more secure in yourself, happier, all of that sort. Feel of like shit. you can achieve anything. Like you've got that support. That it's yeah. a different type of support. It's like not financial support. It's not. It's just you've got that person that's like got their hand on your back, going, "Go for it." And the same way, there's boys in relationships, and you just con it. There's people in relationship and girls in relationship, but their other half is holding them back. And they're like, "Oh, don't oh, do no, yeah. you're don't follow your dreams." Like I've had girls like I've I've been to. I've been on holidays with girlfriends before and on the holiday that I've paid for from DJ and they've asked me to give up DJ. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. Like I had a girl came to me. We were, we were in New York for like five days, one Christmas, just booked it. And she was like, we were in Times Square. I remember we're in the perfect paint having lunch. And she goes, you know, when we go back, I think you should give up DJ. Like, why is that? And she goes, I just don't like the fact that you're not, uh, you're not there on a Saturday night. And I'm like, but I'm there every Friday and Sunday. This day I was only DJing one night a week. Yeah, and she was like, "But you're not there on a Saturday," and I'm like, "But I'm there on a Friday and Sunday." And she was like, "Yeah, but I never get to see you on a Saturday." And I'm like, "But if it wasn't for the DJ, and you wouldn't be sitting in New York now. You'd be sitting in fucking Belfast." Uh, She'd be like, "Yeah, well, you know, we can live out that." And I was like, "Nah, because you're getting six holidays a year, six yeah. very good holidays a year, and then you're going to be cracking up. You're not getting six good holidays a year." Yeah. So um, like you, pick your you poison. Get you get. It's, it's funny because you get people that'll sort of back you, uh, maybe with business stuff, but just having your back about stupid stuff. Have you ever, I always use an analogy of like fucking like Sean's ridiculously easy going, like, and we yeah. get on so well. But there's times where I say it because I'm fucking master, so I'll always like take the piss. And there's times where I say something and I get PTSD from like past relationships where I'm like, I, oh, oh fuck, I can't believe I said that. So there's a plate, there's a plate coming across the room here. It's coming to my head. She's not going to talk to me for three weeks. And Sean busts out laughing, go, you're a fucking wanker. And then, like, that's it. And they're like, oh, Jesus, like, that's actually, aye. like, that's that's what it's supposed to be. Like, aye, not, like, aye. It's, like it's, it's not uh, someone throwing something at you and fucking not talking to you for six weeks because you made a joke. Like, uh, I suppose when you're, when you're 17, 18, 19, you're always, you're always attracted to that psycho, like, like the, li- <laughs> the life and death scenario. I was chatting to a guy, a friend of mine, Harry, once about it. And he's still at this age and he's a bit older now, but he's, he says that. Every time he meets a good girl, he goes, she's too boring. He goes, he wants to walk into the house. Walk into the house on any given day and go, am I going to have sex or am I going to get bit up? <laughs> he doesn't want the middle ground. I don't want the dinner on the table. He goes, I either want a plate, meet me at the door, my bag sitting at the door, or the, the, the key changed, the lock changed, or we're going to rip each other's clothes off. It has to be one or the other. And that's where he, the way he lives his life. <laughs> And he loves it. Yeah. And he's, he's happy about it. Get tired, like. Oh, yeah. no. It, it tires me when he tells me the stories, but. That's a young, young fellow's game, that. Oh, and he's fucking the same age as me. But <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're going to knock that in the head. So, Conniff is in love, guys. That's the way it is. Um, I'm going to ask Tony that question next week if we bother coming back from Vegas. Um, well, but, guys, go on. Does it, hopefully, he doesn't. Hopefully he stays out there. He's going to have an American accent when he comes back after five days. Oh, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. See, so, guys. Keep an eye on his socials. He's definitely going to shoot a gun, right? And maybe wear a cowboy hat. We play Tony Vegas bingo here. Tony right? Vegas so cowboy hat. He's going to... He's going to eat at the heart, heart Attack Diner. Heart Attack Diner. I've seen the red in now already. Um, what else will he do? What's the big Vegas one? Um, he's going to post a picture of a lap table. Aye, uh, he'll probably do that. Or the Vegas sign. Yeah, right. Uh, he'll do he'll do the Vegas sign, him in front of it, holding the wee white sign to put us to ask me any questions, fine. 
Him and a speedo at a pool. Him and a speedo. I don't. I don't know if the pools are open yet. Maybe they are. That's not Vegas specific. That's fucking. He'd be doing that. Yeah, I could be. Doing, I could be doing that. I could be doing that in your AI. But I uh, guys, just go on. Give him more abuse. Just keep it up. Um, keep rating, reviewing the podcast. I'll see. I'll go on quickly here. Um, I don't want to annoy myself with the with the Apple podcast one, but um, do you know was it you? you oh, no, it wasn't you. So somebody give us a four star rating, not a five star. Conliff, don't know if you missed that. Sixty two reviews were up there now. That's great, guys. Uh, keep it going. Um, and then if this one goes well, Tony's out the door. No offense, to him. There you go out the door. Conliff's in tag team. Game over. But anyway, guys, keep rating and reviewing. We'll go chat to you soon.